0: Have you ever taken a look at your home and thought, you know what, I wish I could just start from scratch. I want a brand new refresh, a whole new look, and I want it to look a little bit more grown up. Maybe in that grown up sense, you want it to look a little bit more expensive, but you don't have the budget to make it look expensive, to buy the expensive things, to go to the stores that you really want to, but you just can't afford Friends, we're talking about that today. We're talking about refreshing your space with what you have in a way that makes your home look a little bit more elevated, maybe a little bit more expensive. Now, this podcast is never about keeping up with the Joneses, but it's about elevating the space so that you can enjoy it more. It's about taking a fresh new look and a fresh new perspective of the home that you have, nurturing it just a little bit, things that you can do that are inexpensive maybe even free, and definitely even shopping your home. So you are going to want to grab a notebook, grab a pen, sit back and take some notes on this one, friends, because there are actionable steps you can do even this weekend to elevate the look of your home. Enjoy today's episode. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. So many of you have been drawn to the podcast because of the word budget. So many of us are limited by what we bring in monetarily each month and what needs to go out. And that includes even people like me, people like me who are teaching you how to decorate your home on a budget. I'm living with a budget too. In fact, tonight, do you know what I'm doing? I'm fundraising. (laughs) I am spending eight hours with two of my people at an amphitheater at a concert venue, trying to raise money because our budget for getting our kiddos to play elite soccer is tapped out and they are expensive. So even me, I am doing things that are creative ways to stretch the budget just a little bit more. So when I give you these ideas, of course, there are times when I want to say, yeah, go shop at Crate and Barrel, go shop at Pottery Barn, go shop at Restoration Hardware or whatever your pie in the sky home decorating store is. But for me, it's not. The reality is Wayfair. The reality is Amazon. The reality is doing it myself. And that is one of the things I absolutely love about this community here, because you can learn, you can grow, you can inspire, you can create, you can create a beautiful home that doesn't cost a lot when you know what steps to take. And so today I'm sharing with you 10 ideas, and that's kind of a lot, but 10 ideas, actionable steps you can take, maybe this weekend, maybe over the course of time, maybe here and there, some of which are absolutely free. And these ideas are designed to help you and honor this request that you have made about keeping your budget in alignment with what is reality for you. Not keeping up with the Joneses, but Spending where spending is necessary and where it is not. Saving where you can, using what you have, and if you do need to spend just a little bit here and there to elevate the look of your home. So get out your pen and paper, 10 ways to make your home look a little bit more expensive on a budget. Are you ready? These are in no particular order. But I am saving the best for last, the easiest, the cheapest for last. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, number one, refresh the things that are visibly worn, tattered, loved, used, and abused. Things like hand towels, you know, how grody and nasty they can get over a year's worth of use, even white ones. In fact, I actually buy white towels for my bathrooms intentionally. Why? Why? So I can bleach them, but in the kitchen, you know, I don't need to tell you look around and those can be replaced inexpensively and it makes a dramatic difference. Things like area rugs or runners. And if you aren't able to replace them, if they are not necessarily visibly worn, what about giving them a nice shampoo, a nice dusting, leaving them out in the sun so that they can get a little bit of freshness back into them. And then of course your paint. Now, I know that a fresh coat of paint goes a very, very long way, but you might have already painted your home. You might have already transitioned to a beautiful neutral color palette that you absolutely love. I am a fan of my color. I am happy with my color. And if you got my newsletter last week, you know that I actually will not be painting that for a very long time because of what happened in the painting process. Now, if you didn't get my newsletter and you're signed up, go read that. You might wanna know why I will not be painting my walls anytime soon, but what can I do instead? I can give them a good wash. When was the last time you washed your walls? That's a chore that is on my list that needs to be done and I've been waiting for a couple deadlines to be met so that I have a little bit more time and actually yesterday was the day. I'm freed up from my sport coaching schedule for the year, free until November and with that free time I'm going to put a little bit more TLC into my home and part of it is washing the walls. There's a spot right along the bottom, how? I don't even know. I don't even know. I have no toddlers anymore. I have no babies. I have no puppies who are putting their nose on the wall. I have no idea why the bottoms of those walls are so visibly disturbing, <laughs> but they are going to get a good scrub. Now, I do know why the stairwell is visibly disturbing. I know that, and that, that, that is getting a nice little wash as well. You don't necessarily have to buy the paint but you can give it a good scrub and that good scrub is going to make it sparkly clean and a nice refresh. Number two, add a variety of textures. You've heard me say that texturing and layering, both of which not only create a cozy feel in your home, but it creates a luxe look. It creates an elevated look. When you have cotton and linen and leather, when you have velvet, when you have faux fur, All of those textures matter, and they don't all need to live and cohabitate together on your couch. They can be all over. They can be on curtains. They can be in backdrops of pictures. They can be in pillows. They can be in area rugs. They can be in blankets. Wherever you would put a textile, vary up the textiles that you're bringing in. And when you have more visible texture, when you have more texture that you can feel that feels different from the thing sitting next to it, you are elevating the space. Now, this is a bonus tip within the tip, but ditch your couch pillows. Trust me, this is one way to vary the texture automatically, but it immediately updates your look, even if you have no pillows there at all. The texture that comes with couch pillows is generally the same as the couch, and this is one natural way that you can vary the texture by ditching those and bringing in something different. Now, I know that I can head to one of those stores I mentioned at the beginning. I can spend $50 to $75 to $100 to $200 on a pillow. To me, that's a pie-in-the-sky dream. It is also not realistic when I want to lounge on those pillows. When I have three boys who sometimes use those pillows to lay on, sometimes jump over the pillows, sometimes have the pillows land on the floor. You get the picture, right? They They are lived with, they are loved, they are used. And I want them to be also comfortable. So I am not spending $200 on a pillow. I'm not spending $100 on a pillow. I'm not even spending $50 on a pillow. Yep, your girl right over here, that is too expensive for me. What am I doing instead? I am shopping at places like Home Goods, where I can get the double pillow for $25. I'm creating them myself by making a pillow cover for the Ikea pillow insert, which is $9. Yes, I love myself a good 20 by 20 pillow insert from Ikea. They are down and down, stay a little bit more plump a little longer. I'm also looking on Etsy if I want to splurge, but I know that I can create those myself, so I'm actually gonna make it myself with maybe a $7, $10 yard of fabric. I can make one, maybe two pillows with one yard of fabric. That is a quick, quick update. Not only that, but new pillows on your couch. When you ditch those couch pillows, they add personality. And your personality is the thing that you bring uniquely to your home that your next door neighbor doesn't have, that your friend across the street doesn't have. Bringing in your personality and infusing it there, whether you are an animal print girl, whether you are a faux fur girl, whether you are a boho girl to the max, whatever style or personality you want to bring to your space, that's dependent on you. So enjoy it and let it shine. If you want to be inspired and encouraged to have permission to use your personality in your home's design, I want you to go back and listen to way back at the beginning of the podcast, episode number 9, where I chatted with Kelly who was a client of mine who had a neutral palette because she thought she needed a neutral palette. She thought that's what grown-ups used and had in their homes. What she realized, what she really wanted, what she loved about herself is that she loves color and our work together allowed her kind of the permission. You don't need permission, but there's some roadblock that was keeping her stuck. And she needed the permission to go for it, to create a home that infused her style and personality and wow, is it bright and bold and lovely. So go back and listen to that one. Episode number nine, number three, this one is completely free. Try a new furniture layout And better yet, and most importantly, move the furniture away from the walls. Now, I want you to think about this. Is your furniture in the exact arrangement as it was when you looked at your home, when you were buying your home, however many years ago? Is it set up in the way that you saw it based on someone else's imagination, someone else's arrangement, maybe the stager, maybe not the stager? How is it laid out and is your furniture laid out snugly up against the wall. And if it is, bring it away from the wall. Having your furniture sit right against the wall is one one way that instantly dates your home. Now, I know that sometimes there are space limitations that make it so that we just don't have the room to move it away. I understand that. But Oftentimes there is space to move away from the wall that we're not taking advantage of. And when you do that, when you tuck everything in just a teeny tiny bit, when you bring everything in, not only does it make the, the room feel a little bit cozier, but it creates this intentionality within the space. And if you have an area rug to anchor that, even better. So a tip within the tip, have an area rug to anchor it so that you can have a designated section boundary area for your conversation for your focus to land and this one is a really low risk option sometimes too there's benefits in moving it out of the way so that you can then clean all those dust bunnies that have taken up residence (laughs) staked a claim and said this is my spot so move that furniture give it a a deep clean and then give it a try try it out see if you can move the furniture in another configuration that you can just play with. There's no big commitment here. And what is the worst that can happen? Not a whole lot. So enjoy. Enjoy the experiment. Number four, be mindful of your lighting. Are you just relying on your overhead lighting or do you have ambient lights? Do you have table lamps, floor lamps? Do you have enough lighting? And one rule of thumb some people use is to just actually not use the overhead lights at all so if that were you and if you wanted to create that cozy ambient space especially when it's getting into the cooler months of the year sometimes that creates that ambiance and you can't really have it when you have the harsh overhead light overhead so here are some things to think about what is the color of your light Is it cool light? Warm light? Is it too bright? What is the wattage? You want to have a a wattage that is easy enough to read with, but also not so harsh that it is kind of like a flickering medical room. (laughs) And then too, think about over time, this is something that can cost a little bit over time, but think about replacing the builder grade lights. You know, the ones, you know, the flush mount ones that look a little, well, let's just be honest. They call them boob lights because yes, let's just be honest, (laughs) replacing those with a more modern flush mount light is a relatively easy way to elevate the look of your home. Doing the same with vanity lights in your bathroom, chandeliers that are all builder grade. And here's another tip within a tip as you're in your bathroom, elevating the look of your home, replace the builder grade mirror you know the one, the one that has no edge that is large and rectangular. Now research how you can get rid of that safely, but replacing that is going to elevate it instantly. Number five is no surprise to you if you've been hanging out for a while. In fact, I feel like I could probably count on my fingers one, two, three, and you would say add window treatments. Why? Because (laughs) window treatments They add a layer to your room, a complexity to your room's design, a warmth, a cozy factor, but all window treatments are not created equal. If you just have shades, if you just have blinds, that's a start and that's a wonderful start, but adding a curtain, a drape on top of that adds the layer and the warmth that I'm talking about. Now, be sure to think about how high you can hang them hang them as high as you possibly can where the curtain is going to just brush the floor. Not a whole lot of pooling and definitely not high waters. We don't want the high waters. We don't want capri curtains. (laughs) We want them to brush the floor. That is going to be the best elevated look. Now, here's the thing. Curtains in store, You've heard me say this a lot if you've been around a lot. Curtains in store on the shelf, those are not generally the right size for you. Generally, those are 84 inches, and you want something that is longer. Longer ones you can find online, of course. You can find them at Ikea. Reasonable priced ones, go look on Wayfair. Go look on Amazon. But making sure that you have a height that allows you to Hang it as high as you possibly can with it brushing the floor. That is the guideline. Halfway there, how are you doing? Are you feeling encouraged, inspired? Like maybe these are practical to-dos you can add to your list. Now, what I don't want it to be is cumbersome. I don't want it to feel overwhelming and I don't want it to feel like a chore that needs to happen. Your home is meant to delight you. And right now in its current state, if that is not happening, these are just suggestions. These are just ideas. These are baby steps you can take along the way to make the transformation happen. And of course, you know, I'm always here, ready to help you, ready to jump on a decorating SOS call, ready to guide you on that journey so that you know how to spend your time, how to spend your money wisely, and which steps you should take first that will make the biggest impact. My June and July actually and August calendars are all open. My schedule is limited in availability because it is summertime around here and I love hanging out with my boys at the lake, going hiking, doing all the things. So if you want one of those decorating SOS calls throughout the summer, hop on over, check the link in the show notes, make sure that you book that call now so that you can have the time that you desire in order to make those transformations for you. All right, number six, Bring in natural materials. Now, very similarly to bring in different textures, of course, natural materials are going to add texture to your space, so that's a bonus. But what's going to happen is that natural materials generally warm your space. Think about rattan, think about wicker, think about wood. All of those add a warmth to your space that might not have it otherwise. Those are some things that you can add, and you can add those in the form of chairs. You can add them in baskets. You can add them in side tables, picture frames, vases, but you can also add stone. You can add marble, and of course, those are going to read and feel a little bit colder they're going to contrast the warmth that you're bringing in and that is a very good thing but here's the other part where you can bring in natural elements when you bring the outside in in the form of your fresh cut flowers in the form of the the sprigs of leaves that you gather from the tree that you just pruned, stopping by Trader Joe's to grab a really inexpensive bouquet of flowers, grabbing it from the farmer's market as you support a local farmer, or even a local flower stand. We have one of those pop up in our summer every now and again instead of a lemonade stand, and it is the most adorable thing. Stopping by one of those, supporting a teeny tiny little entrepreneur in the making, a local farmer, or even your local grocery store is going to be a wonderful way to bring a freshness to your space that will elevate it and a couple more tips within this tip using a vase or a vessel that is not glass not not clear is going to elevate the look of your flowers cutting those stems down bringing the bouquet down a little lower and maybe a little bit wider is going to create a different appearance to your vase. It's going to elevate it in a way that you might see naturally in pictures that you admire on Instagram or Pinterest. Now, how do you make those bouquets a little bit more robust when you've just spent the $8 on the bouquet? Go gather some clippings from your yard, get some fresh greens to spruce it up, add sprigs here and there, making sure that you take the leaves off of the bottom so that they don't mold or yucky your water. And then, of course, when those fresh flowers are gone, you can use those vessels, not the clear glass vase, but the vessels that are now pretty containers for your bookshelf, for your mantles, for your credenzas, for your other flat surface styling. Number seven, take a look at your picture frames. And can you elevate those just a little bit? Here's a couple quick tips in order to elevate those using a frame that is a little bit more robust, maybe a little bit wider than the frame that it's sitting in. Maybe a little bit better made. And if it has a mat inside, even better. I like to source these from Ikea, but I know Ikea is convenient for me. It's not always for all of you. So head to Marshall's, head to Home Goods, head to Amazon, of course, but check out to see if there's a little bit of matting that you can add to your frame in order to separate the picture from the frame and that will elevate it instantly. Keeping some continuity within your frames if you have them in a similar area is going to make it look like intentional styling. So I know if I have black as my accent, I don't necessarily need to have them all match though that can elevate it significantly But I can have the design element be the same, and that is black. If you have orange and yellow and blue and red and then a couple blacks, something might be missing, unless you are living in a home like Kelly from episode 9, who has color infused in all of the places. And another tip within the tip, all of those cute little pictures that your kiddos have brought home at the end of the school year, find your favorites. Find the ones that they used actual paint, not crayon, not construction paper. Find those. You don't necessarily have to use the entire print, but maybe it is something that you cut a little snippet of the picture, put that inside of a a matted frame, and you instantly not only elevate the look of that art, but bring pride to the little one who is looking at it. I love, love, love not only creating art with kids, but putting it on display and it doesn't grace my refrigerator. I want it to be in a little bit better place of prominence. And some of my favorites are in the hallways upstairs, in and out of kids' spaces like bathrooms and bedrooms. Another place is in the common area, the playroom, which is also the guest room. It's a really playful, fun space, but it delights in the colors, but it looks like framed art. It is it is really very lovely and charming. Tip number 7, replace original containers. Now, what I mean by this are things like soap dispensers on your kitchen sink, your bathroom sink, maybe even boxes of Kleenex, trash cans. Now, what are we going to replace original container with there? <laughs> For example, in my bathroom, I have a trash can, of course, just like most of us do, and it is not hidden. It is out in plain sight, but it doesn't look like a trash can in the sense that it has the mesh or it has a plastic. Uh, It is intended for a plant. It is from Ikea, a quick little $5 white, plain white with indented stripe, and it just elevates it intentionally doing its job. It is definitely, it has a job to do collecting the trash, but it doesn't look like one of the cheap uh, plastic containers that you would normally use for trash bins. Another one I have in my laundry room is actually hanging on a hook. It is a rattan basket that has one handle. It came broken. I bought it in the cheap bin because it only had one handle. <laughs> and it became the perfect spot for the trash in my laundry room. Now, if you remember following along with that laundry room remodel last week, last summer, I had a ginormous trash bin in there and it took up space and very valuable real estate. And so anytime you can go up, here's another tip within a tip. Anytime you can go up rather than taking up floor space is a good thing. So my trash bin, which is a cute little rattan magazine basket with one handle hanging on a hook has a liner because I don't want to, you know, have to clean my trash bin every time I get out the trash Take out the liner, and there we go. It looks cute. It doesn't look like a trash bin, but there you have it. So other ideas for that, of course, are baskets, wicker baskets. Using a liner, you definitely want to use a liner. Plant pots. Of course, you're going to find them in aisles at Target and HomeGoods and all the things, but those might be more expensive than if you used your imagination to get a container that is just a little bit different. Other things that might come in original packaging that you might have out and about on counters are things like coffee if they are in their original containers and sitting out putting them in a canister if it's something that you use daily and don't necessarily have hidden in a pantry or in a cabinet see if there's a way that you can put it out intentionally i can think of other kitchen staples like oil putting it in a glass jar tea packets things like that if you have canisters that allow just a teeny tiny little bit of elevation in order to be useful be accessible, but also detract from the idea of what it was originally. Number nine, be intentional with your styling. Styling of bookshelves, styling of entryway tables, styling of mantles, styling of flat surfaces. When you create intentionality and put a little bit of thought behind how you are styling these pieces elevates your space dramatically creating layers and depth and repetition and texture putting them all together in an area that is not necessarily in one flat line that you're varying the height you're creating repetition with the with the design elements from one area of the room to the other is all intentional and one again tip within the tip is to when you're done styling it take a picture and look at it through the lens of your camera and if you're not a fan of how it looks in your camera then something is probably off starting from scratch taking everything off and putting things back on is going to help you to think creatively is going to help you get out of that styling block and this is a place where you can experiment where there are no wrong answers but if you think about using all of the principles of styling i just mentioned you're going to create a beautiful intentional useful and purposeful space for your family and if everything else looks great in your home and you always get stuck on the bookshelf styling the flat surface styling the coffee style the coffee table styling and you want help with that decorating sos calls are good for that too me coming in via zoom into your space and helping you style your home and number 10 last but absolutely very much without a doubt not least is to declutter your space to try to minimize the things that are out on counters, that are things that are out on flat surfaces, even though I said you can intentionally style it, you want to reduce the visual chaos. Reducing the visual chaos, reducing the floor clutter, the things that need to go back into kiddo areas, things that need to be hung where they should be hung, things that need to just be put away, or the excess that needs to be gone through, is going to help you dramatically and inexpensively reduce the clutter, of course, but to free up the space, to free up your time, and to create a space that looks intentionally elevated. If you think about some of the pictures you see that are inspiring to you, that you think, oh, this space looks expensive, whether or not it is, but you're looking at pictures on Instagram and Pinterest and all of the things. How many of those spaces that you are inspired by are cluttered? One of my very favorite quotes, and I don't know who the author is, so if you do, let me know. It was just a meme that popped up one day. But picture your dream home. Picture your dream home. I bet it's not cluttered. All right, friends. If you are wanting to make headway in your decluttering, and if you're wanting to do it in a way that is simple, a way that is easy, a way that is attainable, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to episodes number 118, Are You Drowning in Stuff?, or episode number 137, where I chatted with my friend Emily McDermott, who is a decluttering coach, and we share all things decluttering. All right, friends, if you are inspired to create a home that you delight in, that looks elevated, that looks expensive while tricking all of your friends, because you know the truth that it is created on a budget, I encourage you to take action this weekend and come and share your action points, your action steps with us over on Facebook in our Facebook group. I want to see. I want to be inspired by you, delighted with you, and encouraged. And it's a space for you to encourage others and be encouraged by others as well. And friends, before you go, before you go take action in your home, can you stop and do me a favor? If you've been listening to the show for a while, if you have learned something new, if you've been inspired, would you share that with me? Would you share over on Apple Podcasts, share, share a review and a rating? Five stars, awesome. Awesome so that others can be encouraged, inspired, and learn something new as well. It's how this show gets seen. It's how this show grows. And it delights me more than you know to hear from you and and to know how this show has been impacting you in a positive way. All right. Until next time, I'll see you soon.